Wale, and that's what's hot on the streets right here on Hot 97. The night before the big game. Join Hot 97 as we light it up. <laughs> the biggest party in NYC. Saturday, February 1st, Hammerstein Ballroom. Featuring Just Blaze on the set. Ben Trill. DJ Cassidy. And yours truly, DJ Adam. Plus performances by Janelle Monet, Schoolboy Q, and Mac Wild. Keep it on Hot 97 this weekend to win your way into the party. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers. The hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers, our first of 2014. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, Google+, Lisa Evers, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And if you're on Instagram, you'll be seeing some pictures about halfway through the show of what's going on right here inside the studio and inside look. We're also on Facebook, Lisa Evers Official. Now, in this episode, the first one of the year, we are talking about a makeover for you. Not the kind that you hear everyone else talking about, your hair, your looks, your body, all that stuff. We're talking about your social media profile. So text your family and friends right now. Tell them to tune in here on Hot 97. If they're away from the tri-state, they can still hear the show. All they have to do is tune into our live stream on hot97.com and press the listen live button. Now, as you know, social media has become such a big part of our lives. A lot of times we just use it without even thinking about it too much until we get tripped up by something that's online and out there. And we might not even know it. That's the worst feeling when something's out there and then a friend calls you up or texts you and goes, hey, did you see what XYZ said or what's out there or that picture is crazy, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, a lot of people have had close calls. Now, at its best, social media is a powerful tool for creating your brand, helping launch a music career. We've seen that happen with a number of artists, raising money for causes. We've seen that happen. And also promoting a new project like Jadakiss is doing right now with Trinity, his new EP with the locks and we're going to be hearing from Kiss later on in the show and find out how he's doing how the locks are doing and uh, you know they dropped it on iTunes another surprise surprise appearance on iTunes and it's doing very very well so shout out to the locks Um, now at its worst though We've seen social media used to spread false rumors, even false news reports, and at the worst for children and young people, bullying in school settings. But more and more employers, college admissions staff, and other people who hold the keys to your future are making decisions about you. Not based on that face-to-face interview, not based on getting you in there and seeing how you fit in with their corporate culture or the campus or whatever you know organization you're trying to get involved with. It's based on what your digital profile is. Is your digital profile holding you back? We've got a great panel for you to talk about this. Have you been helped or hurt by social media? Give us a call now. Phone lines are open. Amber's on the phones at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And tweet us your questions or comments. Have you been helped or hurt by social media? If you have a question for our guests, if you have a comment, hit me up on Twitter at Lisa Evers, at street underscore soldiers. Either one will work. So uh, let us know what's going on. And let me introduce our panel to you. We have with us Mike Street. He's a Harlem-based social media marketing expert. He's worked with Oprah's own TV, Breaking Bad, that show, and other big accounts. Mike, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Good morning. Good morning. Also with us is Chris Desi. He's the CEO for Silverback Social. They handle social media for corporate accounts for high-profile individual... 
individuals, high-profile causes. Chris, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. And also with us is Tiffany Alishe, a.k.a. the Budgetista. Okay, she has launched a career trying to help women in particular, right? Mm-hmm. Get their money right in seven days. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk with her about, about the brand and, you know, how she got that how she got that going. And also joining us on the phone is Haj Flemings. He's the founder of Brand Camp University. You saw him in that CNN special, Black in America, where they were talking about um, tech, black experts in technology. Haj, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. I'm excited about being on today. We're glad to have you on. Chris, I want to start with you on this. How does what you post, like just like any comment you make, how can that hurt you? Oh my gosh. Uh, it could hurt you in tremendous ways. I, I always say that whether you like it or not, social media is happening to you, right? And people need to understand that this is your digital posture, that in today's day and age, instead of having an introduction through a mutual friend, people get their first second, even third impression of you after they've Googled you. Um, They might become aware of you because they get your resume. They might become aware of you through a conversation. They'll Google content and any information that bubbles up organically is really where that first impression comes from. So this is where it's while it's exciting, it can be a bit scary in the other on the other end. So I encourage people that I speak with about social media to take control of that. I mean, this is an exciting time in history, right? It's the first time where you don't have to go through a, a rich guy in the corner office and say, hey, please, can I get my name out there? You can just take control of it, create your own blog, create your own content, curate that content, and become the best digital you for whomever it is that Googles your name. And what do you recommend people do? Like, do, do should you periodically be checking? I mean, should you? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, gone are the days where people cringe about Googling themselves, right? You know, be okay with Googling yourself, see what information comes up, and then go ahead and create the appropriate content based on how you want people to perceive you, right? So create a LinkedIn page, upload a photograph. There are statistics that tell us that LinkedIn profiles that have a photo are viewed seven times more often than LinkedIn profiles without a photo. Create a blog, go to wordpress.com, put your first name, last name, .wordpress.com and start blogging. It doesn't necessarily have to be just about what you're doing in a business environment. It could be about your passion points. What are the things that you do when you leave work after that nine to five? What are the things that get you excited? Are you into hip hop? Are you into going to see live music? Are you into fashion? Do you have you know a clothing line on Etsy? Do you sell things uh, on the side? And if you have content that you want to talk about from that perspective, go ahead and do that. It adds additional layers to you as an individual that will definitively only help having that interview. So when you get into that interview, instead of looking to the point where, oh, let me find some commonality with that individual, they've already researched you and they see the things that you're interested in and passionate about. And what you can can bring to the game. Tiffany, you tell us about your your story, like how you got this whole Budgetista brand out there. So I got the name The Budget Nista from my little sister. I was always really good at managing my money. And I thought, you know, I'll help out my family and friends. I lost my job like everyone else during the height of the recession. And during that time, I started to really experiment with Facebook. I started um, posting tips of the day because everyone was struggling financially. And from there, people would hit me behind the scenes and give me their personal story and ask if I could help them. So I began doing so, and I created this pamphlet um, for people who asked for help, especially my family and friends. And I decided to turn it into a book. And when I used to do the tips of the day, I would hint that a book was coming. 
So a year later, the book was finally ready, and so it was really social media that helped because I didn't have any money. I didn't have a job, so <laughs> it was really social. So you're creating a job for yourself, literally. That's and what a I business did. Mm-hmm. with no money because of social media. I mean, which is exactly what Chris's point was. Like you don't have to get permission to do it. Exactly. You don't have to raise money to do it. All right, we're going to hear more mm-hmm. about your story, Mike Street. You you cover the gamut here from Harlem. Social media. There was a, a time when we were talking about the digital divide does not exist anymore. Everybody's on it. How can people use this to kind of if they really want to try to find a new job well i think you know going back to what chris says and also what tiffany was saying you know it's really about branding yourself in this age and time like everyone's their own tv station everyone's their own radio station now you know it's really about broadcasting yourself and really kind of tapping into what you know what's interesting about you and putting it out there into the public space and, you know, now as you go into the working world and going back into the working world, if you're not trying to have your own business, um, social media skill sets are seen as a commodity now. Um, recruiters, everyone who's hiring now, are, they're going to your Facebook page. They're looking to see, like, what are you talking about? Are you a correct fit for this company? And it's very, very critical for, you know, pretty much for the working space moving forward. You know, so now it's like at this time, it's like really critical for you not to have drunken pictures of your yourself you know on on your facebook or your instagram page like you have to you know you have to keep it clean keep it cute and make it interesting you know people are looking to see like which is tough which is tough right i mean it's It's a a tough combo (laughs) it's a job and like for you know all of us here who you know i work in this space you know we we see it like we we are thinking about this you know almost twenty four seven now because it happens in real time. Exactly. You know you can send a, sit on a plane and send a tweet, and your whole life can change. <laughs> you know as we saw a couple of weeks ago with the PR professional who sent out a, a off color tweet. And, you know, pretty much she's not working anymore. You know, so all of these things are really, really important now. Like, you have to keep everything that you do very clean and professional. But I think, you know, it's also about tailoring it to your audience. Like, if you work in the hip-hop space, then, of course, like, you know, do things that are, you know, on point for for that audience. But again, like, you have to think about, like, would my mother, you know, would her eyeballs raise or would she look at you crazy if I sent this Instagram picture with me, you know, twerking or something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Hodge Fleming's uh, Brand University. You're the expert at this. A lot of people, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people want to talk about, yes, I want to become a brand. What do they need to do? Well, thank you. Um, there's a lot of things. Um, we have to understand that everything that we do online is going to affect us um, going, going offline. Uh, we're creating digital handshakes and we're telling our story with every single thing that we do. And I like to focus on getting people to think about their behavior. Um, I'll give you an example. In, uh, in 2011, Newt Gingrich, um, he was confirmed that 92% of his Twitter followers were fake. Right? So now, what is the perception when you see that person in leadership? And so part of what you have to think about is you have to think about the company that you keep online, the people that you follow. If you think about it like this, um, when you have public social accounts, what happens is that um, anything, any person that you follow, all your social actions are viewable online. So let me give you an example. So on Instagram, um, anytime you follow someone, it shows up in your news feed. So, you know, in Facebook, you know, your interactions throw through um scroll through the news feed, you know. So, again, what I, what I always try to tell people is, you know, you need to develop your story. But also, you have to think about every digital touch point, every impression, every person that you follow, any picture that you post, 
all of your actions um, are going to impact because at the end of the day what happens is that people make decisions based upon the information that you have freely shared. There's a, um, there's a poll that showed um, in career builders that 43% of hiring managers um, end up changing the candidate that they selected based upon the information that they um, that they share. So I tell people, if you need to create a digital hub to drive people to. Um, so 43, then, so 40, 43%. 43%. 30% of college admission officers, um, they were, um, after going online, they were a negative impression based upon the information that... And again, this information, nobody twists a job. You decide to freely share this information. So right. again, you have to become a better digital storyteller. But at the end of the day, we just need to live right. you know. And so again, because what you do is now viewable by the world, and you chose to share it. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers, with your questions and comments. We're talking about social media. Has it helped you? Has it hurt you? Let's go to Angel right now. Angel, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Um, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, Lisa, you are by far the most productive hour on Hot 97. <laughs> uh, I, there's a lot of other productive hours, but thank you so much. I appreciate the love. All right. Um, I mean, my comment is uh, basically I, I totally agree 100%. People really need to watch what they put online because me personally, I was terminated from my former employer because of something that I posted on my Facebook but the funny thing is that what I posted about my employer turned out to be true. And three months after I was terminated, I got a settlement from them from the Department of Labor because at the end of the day, they couldn't, even though they didn't like what I posted, what I posted was true. So I think it's a two-way street. Like if companies and corp- you know companies don't want their workers or people putting bad things about that company, then the company needs to do right by its employer, employees and, you know, its customers as well. But by the same token, the way people gripe on their jobs and that type <laughs> of thing, that's not what you really want to have on your social media account. Angel, thanks for the call. What about that? Yeah, he makes a, a really good point because now we're seeing a lot of companies are actually putting in place, like, um, social media policies. Okay. You know, so they have actual written in their handbooks, like, you know, this is what you can and this is what you cannot post. And, you know, and with uh, with this particular example, we're actually seeing that a lot more as there were... Uh, we've seen this this year, like, especially with... Um, uh, we call it Black Twitter, and how Black Twitter has you know kind of shut down a lot of different things. So we shut down Jay Z, and you know like a lot of stuff that was going on the Barney still. Um, where there was all the um, kind of blackface um, um, Halloween pictures that were going around. You know, people were finding people's addresses calling up their jobs and getting these people terminated um, because they were doing a lot of off-color stuff in the social media space. So, you know, it's, like, so critical now just to kind of, like, police your own self and, like, you know, kind of just behave online. All right, let's... Uh, let's the other thing to think about, too, is that... Is that the what you do today, um, three months from now, six months from now, the information that you post, the context of that might change dramatically. And so you have to really be careful about anything that you share because things happen so fast online 
and it can impact your future. So you really have to be really, I'm really vanilla on on a lot of stuff that I see. I don't see it the first thing that comes to my mind. But that's also, that's that's all, to, to try and make it interesting and also keep it clean, that's also a challenge too because when, it, you know, when it, we were much newer to this, people would post things that were funny, they were off color, but then, you know, when you start thinking about, uh-oh, my employer could be looking at this, my, you know. People need to realize that the manner in which we all, as a culture, the manner in which we assimilate, aggregate and disseminate information period has definitively changed this is a cultural shift this isn't about business or individuals or anything this is a medium this is as impactful if not more impactful than radio than television than any of those bits of content that have been created over the past 500 years the printing press included the power of social media is that it's all of those things rolled into the internet so that allows for individuals to become a radio station have their own podcast they can become a television station they can have a channel on YouTube they can become their own editorial uh, newspaper by creating a blog so that power and it's sort of like with great power comes great responsibility we're at that point right now and we're at that point also and I think to take it to another level while people should certainly be aware that employers or their current employer um, might be monitoring what they're doing on social media the, the power for people that are listening right now is to understand that you can leverage social media to conduct your own due diligence to figure out whether the place that you want to work at is worth your time and effort. So you can research individuals that you might be meeting with for for uh, interviews. For a, yeah, for an yeah. interview, a you meeting, or whatever. You actively do that. You now now you're in control. Now it's not you stepping into a room and saying, "Uh oh, they're going to come at me from a ten different angles." You say, "Listen, I've got ten questions for them." When you walk into a room, that's really definitively culturally defining powerful information. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Go my, ahead. My very first social media lesson, I, I made a mistake and I tweeted. I got my first paying job as the budget nista and I tweeted how excited I was. But I said, they're paying me doctor rates, end quote. <gasps> and because this was, social media had just started and I was just young and stupid. Within 10 minutes, I got a phone call. They canceled the account? Yes. And it was the biggest lesson, but I was glad that I learned it very early on. Because I wasn't trying to be arrogant. I was just excited. And I didn't realize how easy it was. I didn't even mention the company's name. And so I thought to myself, you know, so that really set the tone for the way that I manage my social media account and being very careful about what I say and and the power that it has. Okay, 1-800-223-9797. We're talking about social media. Do you have a story for us? Has it helped you? Has it hurt you? Do you have questions about it? We've got the experts here. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to get your profile out there in a positive way that can help you get to those goals that you're trying to set for yourself. Give us a call, 1-800-223-9797. Hit me up on Twitter with your questions or comments at Lisa Evers at street underscore soldiers and also Instagram Lisa Evers live. We're uh, putting pictures up on Instagram now of the show as it is in progress. But give us a call 1-800-223-9797. Let's go to Jennifer from Connecticut right now. Jennifer, hi, you're on Hot 97. And Hodge, please feel free to jump in, OK? OK, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jennifer, morning, go right ahead. Good morning. How you doing? All right, how my are you? listen to you every Sunday, and I love your program, so Thank I'll you. with that. Um, but, but I'm listening to the conversation, and I did come in partway in, because I got in the car, I'm driving to work. Um, I agree partway with what's being said, but at the same time, it concerns me, because what happens to our freedom of speech, and what happens to our privacy, and what happens to our constitutional rights? There has to be a line drawn somewhere on both sides. 
So in the sense that the company needs to investigate who they're hiring and so on and so forth, the people, we as the people, whether you're the employer or the employee, whatever you are, your constitutional rights are your constitutional rights. Your freedom of speech is your freedom of speech. Okay, and now that's a good that point. Let me get let me let me see what our what our guests have to say about yeah. that. Chris, so, you want to tackle that? Like, where okay, does freedom I, and Hajj too? I, I I agree, and I I I understand the sentiment. You could feel the energy behind the commentary, and I've felt that too. However, what we found at Silverback Social, while writing social media compliance documentations for employers, is that they have rights as well. And they have the right to terminate your employment at that organization if, if they you're don't trashing like, the if, company. Even if they don't like the way you would like the color of your shirt that morning, they can terminate you perfectly within the within the within the parameters of law, right? So while people can say, "Hey, I have the opportunity to say whatever I want and freedom of speech," that's great. What you need to understand is that if you're smashing, bashing, and killing that employer at the "Quote unquote water cooler," and they overhear it, they can fire you on the spot. So while there are constitutional rights and amendments so that we can speak our mind, there's also the understanding that when you're working for somebody, you need to be within their parameters of what they deem okay. Which is why, when Silverback Social is working with clients, we create these compliance documentations and we encourage open communication between the employer. So people know and the what employee. they're getting what right, they're getting exactly. into. Like Hodge, did you Hodge, did you want to jump in on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of what we're talking about is that we're dealing with we're dealing with publicly traded companies in many cases. And at the end of the day, it's about the bottom line. And what I tell people is that you can say whatever you want online. You can do whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay the price or the consequences that come along with it. And I know we've talked a lot about the negative side of this, but I like to kind of flip it a little bit and think about think about this space and think about you have an opportunity to be able to position yourself as a thought leader in the space that you're in. And so versus just looking at all the negative stuff, look at this as an opportunity versus all the all the um all the constraints and things that um that can negatively impact you. But look at this, this is a platform and opportunity to where now it gives me a voice and now I can position myself among the big boys or the big girls in the space. And so I would like to make sure that we give people that thought process as well. No, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're bringing that I'm glad you're bringing that up too because there are a lot of people and and I know even for the show that we people we find people through social media and it's they can establish themselves as look this is what my you know this is what my thought process is this is what my opinions are this is what I could bring to the table so I'm I'm glad you raised that point I think we got something going on on Twitter here at Lisa Evers at Street underscore Soldiers our associate producer Angelique Tyree what's going on out there so the question we asked on at Street underscore Soldiers was how can what you post on social media hurt or help hurt or help you and a couple tweets that we had was from at nadia socialista who says social media helps me get a digital media internship i have now it's a job search tool and a way to stay up on trends and influencers another tweet comes from at nyc donna jen who says most people have two lives online this twitter name isn't my main name this is where i vent my main twitter is clean and one last tweet we received was from at the choice of nyc who says it's not what you, it's not so much what you're doing on social media it's more of how you're doing it. All right, some good points. If you want to uh, get in on the conversation, 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers. Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And Mike Street, in terms of the black Twitter and the so- using social media to advance social movements and just the different consciousness, tell me how that's been working. 
Well, from my perspective, it's been working fantastic. I mean, I think we were so, we've been so organized since the, you know, 2008 Obama election. And I think it's just, you know, it's elevated itself every year. Like, black Twitter is shutting down, you know, all kinds of things now. Like, people who are getting book deals based upon tragedies, you know, are almost instantly being shut down because, we, you know, we are jumping on social media and saying that we're not going to have it anymore. Um, we saw great organizations um, during the Trayvon Martin case. Um, we were able to see, you know, like, uh, like I was, you know, I jumped out in the streets when the protesters um, were walking up through Harlem. And I was, uh, and I grabbed, put out my phone and actually grabbed, uh, you know, just grabbed the media of people like marching in the street and protesting the verdict. And, and CNN took that footage and put it on air, you know, less wow. in less than 12 hours. You know, so we're seeing um, things happen in real time now. And Black Twitter and just the whole organization is not just black twitter it's pretty much across the world you know we're seeing like movements in italy you know organized through twitter and well look at egypt i mean they overthrew a military dictator the arab spring right yeah so it's just uh you know to me it's fascinating i think you know we live in such an amazing time right now and i'll be curious just to look back and like in 20 years from now like where how will this really evolve over the course and i just think it's uh it's an amazing time and when you say black twitter explain that for everybody um so those who aren't familiar with uh black twitter um so statistics show that twitter is heavily african-american and so it's about 27 percent and so we collectively kind of call ourselves black twitter because if you look at the trending topics on many uh given evenings there can be uh, quite humorous things that are, are very urban and, and um like uh, when chris brown was on um one of the uh popular late night shows he got on a, a blue bow tie uh so that became a trending topic uh you know and so a lot of them are originated out of uh you know urban communities and um and then so you know we're starting to see like more and more of us who are kind of like in that active circle you know collect around different things that we feel are wrong and, and you'll see a lot of people people are jumping on places like change.org right where they're creating like petitions like there was a petition that went out uh, when jay-z did the barney deal and that got you know tons of signatures and the person who actually started the um petition he was on tmz talking about um just a lot of the things that but was there as much attention now that he donated a million dollars to the sean carter foundation well i think you know one of the things that we were, they were seeing and were able to measure in the space was that you know his trust level went down, and so a lot of the you know people who considered themselves fans like you know after this year they don't trust them anymore. So I think that's you know one of the negative things that kind of came out of that because you know we want Jay Z to you know he, we want him to be our Brooklyn guy, we want him to, to be authentic. And, you know, we feel like, you know, what he was doing was, wasn't as, you know, as genuine. And so it kind of took down his star a little bit. In, so, in some people's eyes, definitely. Yeah. Haj, um, in, in terms of what, what people need to do, and when you, you know, give us like a, a little quick lesson from Brand University. Okay. Brand so Camp University, things. excuse me. Okay, yeah, so a couple things I would think about is that, um, is that I would go and I would, look at, I would look at the people that I'm following. I would make sure that that, that that was representative of the people that I wanted in my inner circle. Um, I would look at my privacy settings. I would make sure that they were set up appropriately. I would, um, I believe that, you know, online or your digital personality gives you an opportunity to be able to visually communicate something. So I would look at the pictures, make sure that they currently represent who I am and, and really how I was looking to be able to position myself. I would spend my time um, in, you know, in, in being able to create a humanized 
um, view of me in terms of my interaction. So I would make sure that the stuff that I was sharing reflected my values, reflected the space that I wanted to truly position myself in, um, and I would spend time there. You can't be everywhere. And I would be careful with the tools that I use. So say, for instance, if you have a third-party tool like Hootsuite, um, and you can have multiple accounts set up, and if you have, and so you have to be careful because you could post, you could mean to post something in a business account, maybe for a client or something else, and you could mix the messages up. So I'll be very careful with the tools in terms of in terms of that. I would I would think about my mobile device in terms of when we're when we're trying to respond quickly, and then and then it puts a word in there, and it and it suggests the word, and we and we hit send before we have a chance to look Good at those point. words. Yep, you know, so all those things become critically important because you can't come back and say somebody had my account at the end of the day we already know it's the line <laughs> so right. you have to think about those things no definitely and Hodge if people want more information then go to HodgeFlemings.com right HodgeFlemings.com and also you can find me on Twitter at HodgeFlemings H-A-J-J-F-L-E-M-I-N-G-S alright thank you so much for being with us we really appreciate it thank you alright we're continuing our discussion social media has it helped you has it hurt you what can it be used for that's positive what do you have to watch out for especially if you're just you know not really worried about a job or, or school yet but you're out there with your friends you're talking about all these things posting pictures I mean I, I have to say you know, there were a number of murders in Newark over the holidays mm-hmm. and one of the murder scenes went out on Instagram it's like proof for hitmen that's how crazy it's gotten with some of these things. Yeah. Some some really sad pictures, but um, our condolences to all the families of the victims there. But let me let you know, Hot 97 presents Light It Up. Win tickets all weekend to Light It Up, the big game pre-party. You know which game we're talking about, Super Bowl. With Janelle Monet, Schoolboy Q, Mac Wilds, DJ Cassidy, Just Blaze, Ben Trill, and more. Saturday, February 1st, Hammerstein Ballroom. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers, one 800 223 9797. Hit us up on social media at Lisa Evers at Street underscore Soldiers. Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. We'll be back with our guests right after this. Start Monday. Keep it locked right here if you about to get money. Kicking off the new year with cash. $197. Hot 97 paying you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. $197. Put some cash in your pocket for after the holidays. Starting a New Year's resolution is like standing at the corner of It's a new day And, and again, so is tomorrow Walgreens knows it can be hard to get going So we offer the simple solutions you need Like vitamins and supplements Fitness monitors and weight loss products That way, when your commitment resolves to be Not so committed, we'll be here to help Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy Right now with cards, save $5 on Okinawa Life Dietary Supplement And all nature's bounty vitamins are buy one, get one free Wendy's presents The Hot Deal. Oh, where's your coat? Mm, yeah, don't need it. I've got the spicy Chipotle Junior Cheeseburger from Wendy's instead. This baby's a pepper jack parka, a hearth of jalapenos, and it was a buck. It just warms my heart. Mm, yeah, all done. Cold yet? Ooh, hold me. <laughs> okay. The new spicy Chipotle Crispy Chicken Sandwich and spicy Chipotle Junior Cheeseburger. Each just 99 cents at Wendy's. Now that's better. Participating Wendy's for a limited time. Prices and participation may vary. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. My morning has to have rhythm. The needle can't skip on my music, so I make my way to McDonald's for fluffy eggs, piping hot biscuits, juicy sausage, golden hash browns, and a price that never puts a hitch in my two-step. My day begins when I wake up, but it doesn't get started until McDonald's adds a soundtrack to my morning. Bring sweet music to your morning with McDonald's Savory Sausage Biscuit with Egg. For a limited time, get two for just $3. That's a more affordable morning to love. 
Prices and participation may vary. See store for details. I heard the fresh fruit taste of Premium Roast Coffee is just a bucket McDonald's. A dollar? I bet it comes in a thimble. Nah, man, you can get that great aroma in any size, small, medium, or large for a buck. Any size? Yep. What if I want to fill a swimming pool? <laughs> See there? Can't fool me. That's your problem. You trust people. Why do I let you hang out with me? No conspiracy here. Any size McCafe premium roast coffee is just a dollar at McDonald's. So, seriously, stop by today for more anytime pick-me-up-to-love. A la carte only. Prices and participation may vary. I'm Jeff Craig, three-time Oscar nominee Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, he has his pick of Hollywood's elite directors, but he's been loyal to one of his favorite filmmakers, The Wolf of Wall Street, marks the fifth collaboration between DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. The Wolf of Wall Street is a cautionary tale of a stockbroker who's living large on the profits from his questionable financial deals. My name is Jordan Belfort. The year I turned 26, I made $49 million. It was three shy of a million a week. We're making a name for ourselves. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. Was all this legal? Absolutely not. We were making more money than we knew what to do with. Jonah Hill and Matthew McConaughey are standouts in the supporting cast of The Wolf of Wall Street, which is based on the true memoir of hard-partying stockbroker Jordan Belfort. I'm Jeff Craig. Tuesday, January 7th, Oscar Health Insurance will be providing free coffee at Dykeman and Broadway. Hot 97 will have your chance to win Jay-Z tickets. It goes down 8 to 10 a.m. and 4 to 6 p.m. Stay hot with Oscar Healthcare and Hot 97. It's Sleepy's biggest beauty rest overstock event ever. Save up to $1,000 on every beauty rest mattress in the store. Only at Sleepy's, the mattress professionals, making the world a better place to sleep. This is DJ Camelo, and here's what's hot on the streets on Hot 97. Hot 97 presents Light It Up Live the night before the big game, February 1st at the Hammerstein Ballroom, with performances by Janelle Monet, Schoolboy Q, Mac Wilds, plus DJ Cassidy, Just Blaze, Ben Trill, and many more. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, and Shaquille O'Neal presents All-Star Comedy Jam featuring comedics Earthquake, D.L. Hughley, Tony Robertson, Dion Cole, Saturday, February 1st at Newark Symphony Hall. Log on to Hot97.com for your chance to win tickets, or get them now at Ticketmaster.com. Yeah, man, this is Usher, and that's what's hot on the streets from Hot 9-7. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up? This is Styles Peter Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people, only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. When we first met, you knew that I was still in the streets. Our first time at the movies, I was carrying heat. First, you didn't mind that I like to smoke. Drink a lot of liquor, made a living off of bagging up. Hit that Louis store, get two or whatever you want. Cop that Speedy and that Louis monogram in the front. Then I, then I got famous, sound with Puff. You was happy but still hating my toys and stuff. Heavy shit that I took a picture with, conspicuous. Text message, you ain't sh- And who is this? It was all love back in the days until I blew up. But you don't understand my ways. Hey, yo, kiss, I got a girl that's bad. You got to love See, I knew there was a reason why I liked this so much. Not only is it The Locks, but it was produced by Buddha the Future and Grand. Shout out to them. We really appreciate it. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. 1-800-223-9797. Uh, give us a call. 1-800-223-9797. Have you been helped or hurt by social media? Do you have a question 
for one of our guests. We've got a great panel here with all kinds of experience for you. And you can tweet us, too. Hit us up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And uh, let me tell you who we have in studio here. We've got Mike Street. He's a Harlem-based social media marketing expert. He's worked with Oprah's own TV, Breaking Bad, other big accounts. We're talking with him. Chris Desi, he's CEO of Silverback Social. Tiffany Alice, a.k.a. the Budgetista. She used social media to build her business and her brand. And also on the phone right now joining us is Karen Civil. She's owner of KarenCivil.com and social media expert. Karen, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. No problem. I know it's early. I think you're on the West Coast. We appreciate it. I know it's early for you out there. So so thank you for being with us. We've been talking a lot about social media and how people are using it to um, how it can help, how it can hurt their careers. But I wanted to talk with you about pe- people in the music industry because, you know, the, mm-hmm. people, are, a lot of artists are using it to really make themselves hot now. Uh, yeah, I mean, social media is, is, is something that is definitely um, um, important and essential to, to one's career from, you know, um, websites, from how you manage your Twitter, from how you're engaging on uh, Facebook. It opens up a whole new world um, and gives you a chance, you know, to to uh, basically get new fans, turn your fans into loyalists for you, and then eventually turn those loyalists into consumers. No, definitely. All right, let's go to Ricardo right now. Ricardo, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, good morning, uh, Lisa, and, you know, good morning to everybody on your panel. Good morning. Um, I just had a question with regards to, you know, Facebook and all the social media. I mean, when I was in college, Back in 2002, you know, you required an, a college email to actually be allowed to use on Facebook. And then, you know, once I started uh, getting ready to graduate, I decided to close the account because I realized the things I was posting and people I was following were posting a lot of, um, you know, things that wouldn't be appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. So my question is, is, does the Facebook account actually ever really delete itself or does it stay active? And if it does, who does who has access to that? Um, Great question, because you kind of outgrow it at a certain stage, like you're saying. Right. What about that? I, mean, I, I, think, that, I think that you should consider the fact that um, everything that you've posted or will post in the future will live in perpetuity. Um, I've worked with clients, brands, and individuals where they've posted content and they've been very concerned about the manner in which they've posted the content and said, gee, they say that it's gone forever. Now, this lives on servers. The information lives somewhere. You can, however... um, conduct a sort of uh, uh, review of your own content and delete images and feel comfortable with the fact that once you've gone through and deleted a profile that it's gone. But here's the rub. It will potentially show up in search results um, and it will just take time for the content to disappear, right? So I've had blogs that I created in the past to just kind of get my feet wet with social media. I've been in digital since 2000 and didn't start blogging until 2007, but there was content in the manner in which I was blogging that I didn't necessarily want to have out there because I was getting my feet wet with social media and trying to figure things out and I wasn't necessarily on point where I wanted to be. So it wasn't anything horrible, but it takes a while for it to go away once you do delete it. If moving forward, you just conduct yourself as if it will be there in perpetuity, I think you'll be absolutely fine. All right. Okay, well, and, and just my second question was, um, you know, what about, for example, because I'm not really um, as active on social networks. Um, I have an Instagram account, but I barely use that. Um, 
What, what about those of us who really, I guess you can say, could care less about being on a social network? Yeah, what about Mike Street? What about that? What if you, what if you could care less? I mean, there are people that feel that way. What if you could care, what if you care less? Should you, do, should you be even bother? Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, moving forward, like, you know, again, like social media skill sets are such a commodity for the, the, the upcoming workforce moving forward that, you know, if you're, you're going to be behind if you don't have those skill sets, like, sitting on your resume. Um, so you have to, I would say, pick a platform that you feel the most comfortable with and kind of, like, master that. You don't have to be master of, you know, every social media universe. You know, pick one that you feel most comfortable with or that you feel will get you the furthest. I would say, I, and I've, I found it's surprising that a lot of people don't have LinkedIn um, accounts set up for themselves, especially if they're trying to actually, you know, have a career now. Because almost every recruiter or every company is looking at your LinkedIn account just to, you know, because it's pretty much your digital resume. So I would say pick the social media platform that you feel the most comfortable with. And if you're not on LinkedIn, I'm going to say get on there right now. Especially, yeah, for, for businesses yeah. and for, for jobs and that type of thing, your profession. Even for students, uh, I actually... I, I wrote a book called Your World is Exploding, How Social Media is Changing Everything and How You Need to Change With It. And one of the main protagonists, the reason why I wrote the book is because I went to Marist College and I spoke to students up there a couple of years back. And there was a gal, Amanda Huggins, who now works for a great company called VaynerMedia. But she was still a student. She was still a student. And in her LinkedIn profile, it said, future PR powerhouse. And I believed her. And this is an opportunity for students. People say, oh, I have nothing to talk about on my LinkedIn profile. That's absolutely ridiculous. Of course you have something to talk about. You have interests. You have, you have uh, an idea of where you might end up in a couple of years or the company that you might want to work at. That's the opportunity on LinkedIn to put those interests there because when somebody sits across from you and starts asking you questions about what you want to do and they already understand that from your LinkedIn profile – you're definitively ahead of the game. All right, I want to talk about which which uh, which social media services and accounts people should be opening to. We talked about LinkedIn, but Tiffany, I want to get a little more from you about mm-hmm. how you're using it to build that brand because you know a lot of people dream about doing what you did, which is take something that you love and that you're naturally good at and turning it into a business. It's like how did you use how did you use social media to expand it and and really get paid? Honestly, I started with just displaying what you already do. I think it's important for people to see you successfully in action. And so I wanted to be a financial speaker and teacher. And I thought, well, what what better way to show people that I do that but by taking pictures and saying, I'm doing this. And so I noticed that it was really working. I, I use Facebook major, the majority of the time. I would post a picture saying, speaking at... Um, Princeton University um, had a great time teaching the students about how to budget. And within the hour, I would get another college that would hit me up and say, we saw you spoke at Princeton. We'd love for you to do that for us here. So I noticed that there was a direct correlation between what I posted and who reached out to me. So if I wanted to speak to women's groups, I would post pictures of me speaking at women's groups. And then I would always, so I have like my, my logo. So I would at the end have everyone hold up a card with my logo. Which is people can't see. Well, maybe yeah. maybe TJ can Instagram that out the Budgetista's logo there. It looks like a dollar sign. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Evers live on Instagram. TJ's going to send this out right now. It's it's like a dollar sign with a B, which mm-hmm. is a great logo. And so I had everybody hold it up and then that way it was also growing brand recognition. And really for my book, so when my book first came out, nobody cared because I self-published. But through social media, every time someone would buy one, I would say, post please, show me a picture of you holding it. And so it took it from like, you know, number 
300,000 whatever on the list to number one it's currently on Amazon under um, personal finance and budgeting and I self-published wow. that's fantastic and so that was congratulations awesome. on that I should have mentioned that in your intro <laughs> I didn't know was that that's yeah. awesome Amazing. that so is it's been top 10 for the last year so it's called the one week budget and really it's on the, amazon.com yes on Amazon okay and so that was just straight social media I didn't have any money for publishing or marketing and so I I myself am testament to you can use social media to totally grow a brand from nothing into something that's so smart too with a picture something that simple right mm-hmm. and tiffany brings up a great point because she you know is really leveraging it to you know find her uh, niche audience and you know makes money from it and we're seeing a lot of kids out there now are jumping on the the social media platform called vine mm-hmm. and they're building up such big followings that they, and they're getting paid like twenty thousand dollars for a six second video mm-hmm. um that brands are you know paying a lot for just to you know because they want that engagement and and, you know, I think to what Tiffany is saying is that those consumer impressions, they really matter. Mm-hmm. And it helps, you know, drive your sales and your business. Definitely. You, you can well, use it to become, a, to become um, you want to become the go-to person for your specific um, niche. And once you become that, then brands will reach out to you. You don't have to reach out to them. Definitely. All right. I want you to think about which, which uh, services people should sign up for, which accounts they should open, what are the best ones. And we have a very special guest calling in right now, the one and only Jada Kiss. Kiss, how are you? Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Lisa. What's going on, baby? Listen, thank you so much for calling in. Congratulations on the Trinity. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. P- people were hungry for that for a long time. Yeah, that was a good that was a good marketing sneak attack move right there. <laughs> now you did do a sneak attack move. You guys dropped it on iTunes right before Christmas and all of a sudden everybody's like, Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good um Big shout out to Beyonce for for bringing the idea to light, and um, also big shout out to all of the people that downloaded and supported and want that new locks album. We are the streets part two is gonna come real soon. That is so awesome. What about like did social media play a role in you like deciding to do it this way? Social media played a hell of a role. Um, Opposed to the label, opposed to a street team, opposed to spending money on the marketing budget. We just used all of our staff. We used all of our Twitter accounts, all of our Facebook accounts, all of our Instagram. And that was pretty much it. You know what I mean? And you guys went to like, it's like up at number three on iTunes right now? Yeah, we went to number one hip hop and number three overall. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That is so awesome. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. It is. It's it's really a beautiful thing. I mean, it's it's great. Like people, you know, to to see you guys at it for so long and at the top of your game and then just mastering this whole new way of getting things out there and a new fan bringing in new fans, too, is is fantastic. Yeah, um, I always say social media is is definitely like a double-edged sword. But for artists and athletes and people with businesses and you're trying to promote things, it, it's nothing but a it's nothing but a plus. Like it can help. Is what's going on now um, with the internet? Everything gets old. Like whatever came out at nine this morning. These kids and these people that surf the web, they want they want more content, they want more music, they want more footage. So the more stuff you can put out, it, it helps you. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's just a plus. You got to work a little extra and save some footage and have some extra music to give away, but it, it definitely 
a beautiful thing at the end of the day. And Jada Kiss, what about the creative process? Does it has it changed the way like you look at your music and the way you guys do it? You know, just in terms of creatively, has it had an impact? Um, we 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 old school, so we pretty much stick to our regular formula. But we we also keep our ear to the street, so we could we could sprinkle some of what's going on now with the way that we work, and it's been it's been helping, man. You know what I mean? No, definitely. I mean, to be number one hip hop, especially at this time of year when there's so much out there, that's awesome. That just shows you how much people is 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 checking the net and how much people's online and surfing the web every day. You know what I mean? It made us forget. Because we was actually going to just put it out for Christmas to let the people know, yo, we working and we going to come with a new locks album. And then right before we mixed the last song, Styles and Chrissy and everybody just said, yo, how about we just put it on iTunes? And then, you know what I mean, it worked out perfectly. No, that's fantastic. Well, listen, congratulations on that. And uh, I really appreciate you calling into the show this morning. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Keep up the great work. Happy New Year to you. And, you know, keep going. Continue to do what you do, baby. All right. Thank you so much. You too. Congratulations. And uh, we're going to tell all our Street Soldiers listeners to go to hot97.com slash Battle of the Beats and vote for the locks. Love me or leave me alone to be put on rotation. That was produced by the one and only Buddha, the future and grands. Supporters of Street Soldiers. Supporters of Push for Peace. So we want to give love where they show love too. But kids, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, baby. Take care. All right, thank you. Let's go. Um, okay, let's talk about the accounts that people should have. You said LinkedIn, definitely. Even if you're a student, you should be thinking about LinkedIn. Um, what else? Fa- a lot of people are kind of off Facebook now, it seems like. You know, I, I think it's okay for people to not be on Facebook. They definitely need to have a LinkedIn account. Um, Twitter is, I think, paramount. But I also encourage everybody that's listening to kind of take the first step in creating their own blog. Go to WordPress.com and use your first name and your last name. That will trump, in terms of search results, that will trump all the other content that you're doing if you have your first and last name in the URL for WordPress. And then you can curate your content there. And you could post anything that you want. You could be a paragraph. It could be a sentence. It could be an image um, or even going as far as leveraging tumblr for that type of content for that type of micro blogging is really compelling also mike any suggestions well i think you know for instagram the, for hip-hop too you yeah guys. i was gonna say you know for the for the audience out there since a lot of people are, are hip-hop artists you know i think instagram is definitely critical and now instagram has videos so i think you know putting out pictures of behind the scenes clips and things uh, and giving people little sneak peeks of your music through your instagram account is great and then i feel like if you're an artist or if you have a product to sell i think like you've got to be on pinterest i'm a big supporter of pinterest uh, i've been on pinterest for the past two years and pinterest is actually a place where people buy stuff you know so if you have a t-shirt line a clothing line and it looks really good i would say pinterest is definitely your way to go all right some good suggestions karen civil before we let you go you work with uh you do beats by dre you marketed with little wayne his campaign recently and um you just heard jada kiss talking about how you know how they were approaching things and i just want to get your feedback on that um i just kind of chime in on um platforms i'm i'm kind of a fan of some, some facebook you know facebook is a, um you know we use that to target more of an older audience and you know to me uh 
A lot of people say they're kind of off of it, but I still think it's very essential because most people will log on there to have conversations with friends and family and, and, and things like that. And the way now Facebook is set up, you know, you can advertise towards different fans. You, you can engage with different people from one picture that you post. So from the different people that I work with, with Little Wayne has the Guinness Book of World Records for Facebook right now. He holds it for two different things. You know, Jeezy has over 5 million fans on there where he may not be as engaging on Twitter, you know, because he has an older audience. So I definitely think it's very important and essential depending on your audience. But, you know, they can see, they can get a quick update on what you're doing as opposed to Twitter where I may get lost in the shuffle. You know, Twitter is something that is also um, important because it gives fans direct access to you. It feels like, you know, with one mention, they're speaking to you instead of going through the normal fan clubs, PR, and management. And then Instagram obviously gives them a look into your world with one picture. But, um, yeah, kind of what, what, Jada Kiss, Jada Kiss and the Locks pretty much did with their album was incredible because now people have to really, uh, artists now can take control of their careers and see the engagement and see what their fans want and deliver directly to them through social media, through things like iTunes and things like that. So I definitely think it was necessary. It was something I'm glad they picked up on. And they didn't have to, you don't necessarily have to wait for the label to know what your fans are thinking which is an incredible thing. Because you can do your own market research, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. And kind of yeah. like real time, like this is what's happening. It's, you know? a, it's also powerful, for, especially from an artist's perspective, to try out all the platforms, right? Because frankly, sometimes mm -hmm. you might discover uh, an audience that you not, might not necessarily have defined as your specific demographic and it bubbles up in a different platform. And because there are so many new platforms, I always encourage my clients, try it. See if it works for you. See if you feel comfortable in that in that medium and see if it's something that resonates with your audience. All right, Karen Civil, KarenCivil.com, a marketing expert. Um, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you. All right, thank you. Okay, let me bring in real quick um, Marie Roker-Jones, and she's going to talk about... Marie, how are you? I'm good. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. No problem. Okay, just quickly tell people about... Because you're focused on raising great men and how we can turn our boys into great men. And mm -hmm. just tell just tell people how they can connect with you and connect with that whole movement. Um, I'm on Twitter, Google. Uh, I do a monthly Google Hangout talk called What Kind of Man Do You Want to Be? Um, I'm on Facebook, too, and Instagram and Pinterest. And I don't. I, I want to make sure people understand to really start using Google Hangouts because... Oh, yeah, uh, we've got to talk about Google. Yeah, because um, I used that in the last... Two months ago, we had one on depression and suicide, and we had two guys reach out to us, and thankfully I had a therapist on the Hangout who was able to follow up with them. So Google Hangout's a great way to um, connect live with people, and if you're an artist, you can use that to really um, have just monthly sessions even if you want to have small fans and, and or focus groups with them. So I do that, and um, I have a weekly Twitter chat called Moms of Boys Chat, and uh, we just talk about issues that are relating to boys and men. All right. And then um, if people want to find you, Marie, how do they do that? They can follow me on Twitter at Raising Great Men and um, everywhere else at Ra is Raising Great Men. And on, on Google Plus, I'm Marie Roker Jones. So they can follow me there and catch my monthly Google Hangout. The next one's January 8th.
All right. Thank you so much, Marie. Thanks no so much. Problem. Keep up the great work. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. I wish we had more time because we still have a lot of phone calls we haven't gotten to. But Chris, in terms of the, the Google Plus, I have a Google Plus account. Yeah. I like it because you can do a longer post, too. And it, it's really it's very international, I'm finding. But mm-hmm. there's other benefits you say to that. Oh, I mean, the first and foremost, most foremost benefit is that it's Google. Um, and, you know, Google's mantra is don't be evil. But I mean, come on, it's Google, right? So if you have a Google Plus page, your content will show up higher in the organic Google search results. The manner in which Google Plus has structured their platform, when you create a post, it actually creates a mini website with that post. So the more content, the more search content, the more keywords in that, the better. And it's going to be higher in those organic search results, which is where you want to be. And it can help get rid of those things from your Facebook when you were in in middle school that you kind of don't really want to. Mm -hmm. Mike Street. I would say, you know, a, a lot of people say like, fa- you know, are saying that Facebook is dead, but I would say don't give up on face on your Facebook just yet because, you know, people are spending over 1.5 billion hours a month on on Facebook. So, so Bajanista shaking her head. Say, honestly, 80% of my business comes from Facebook. Yeah. You yeah. leverage your family and friends via Facebook. And so, you know, they're the ones that tell the world about you. So I love Facebook. I think it's di- yeah, I different think- for different purposes, too. Yeah, I was thinking like just like back to what Jada Kiss and what they were doing and what Beyonce was doing. Like, you know, they built a fan base. They surprised their fan base with, you know, great content. And then, you know, and they had a product ready to sell, you know. So I think if you can make all of those uh, all of those pieces work together, then you can have success. And like for myself, I get most of my business from my Facebook page because I have uh, 105,000 people that follow me from Harlem community. So I'm able to actually push them products and sell them different things. And, you know, it's, you know, for me, Facebook has been a life changer. Oh, that's great. Um, I I just wanted to add, if if all of this sounds overwhelming for you, I produce an event called the Westchester Digital Summit. It'll be held on May 15th at the Ritz in White Plains. The tickets are a bit pricey. They're $450. However, um, we've created a coupon code for Hot 97 listeners. So at checkout, if you put in Hot 97, you'll get $150 off the entry fee. There will be speakers from Facebook. There will be speakers from LinkedIn, from General Electric, from FinancialTimes.com, Gary Vaynerchuk. Chuck, who just released a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook on he's, social media. He's my old keynoting. boss. He's your old boss? Yes. Okay, super. Well, he's going to be keynoting it if you want to come hang out with your old yeah. boss at the Westchester Digital Summit. Just go to westchesterdigitalsummit.com and get your tickets there. Again, May 15th at the Ritz and White Plains. All right, and now let's just check in what's what's going on on Twitter. Our producer, Angelique Tyree, what's happening there? So our Twitter followers left us some last-minute comments about social media use. Um, a Twitter follower by the name of Kareem Taylor says, never argue on social media. You'll never win an argument going back and forth is a waste of time just get back to work another follower at fns88 says if you're too honest and and personal especially if you're venting people can't get easily put off by any kind of negativity all right some good points thank you very much you can follow me on twitter at lisa evers at street underscore soldiers uh we have our facebook page up finally lisa evers official google plus lisa evers it's all right there so i just uh before we go I have to say, you know, this is fantastic. We have a lot of calls. I'm sorry the people on hold, Renique, Tim, everybody else, that we can't get to your telephone calls right now. But I just want to extend our condolences to uh, someone who's been a very, very good friend of mine and, and also to the show here. We want to extend our condolences to the family, friends, and many colleagues of Rashawn Hilson. Rashawn was a Cornell-educated attorney, a former college athlete. He loved sports. He was a sports writer for many hip-hop publications. He also loved hip-hop. You've heard him here on Hot 97 
many times. He's been here with us on Street Soldiers when we've been doing shows dealing with sports-related issues and topics. No matter how controversial it was, he was always there for us and willing to break it down in a very fair and insightful way. Rashawn always came through, always ready to help me, even when I just needed some info for a story for Fox 5. He knew sports, and uh, you know he was on his way to doing some really great things. He knew a lot of the players that were involved in many of the major league teams, professional sports. And we knew that because of his unique combination of talents of being an attorney, also having this background in sports, being able to totally relate to the hip-hop community, that he was in the process of realizing some of his biggest dreams and making some really amazing moves in the world of, of sports entertain, and entertainment law. So it, it really came to a, as a shock to me when I heard from his friend Jason Humble that he had passed away suddenly of a heart attack at the age of 36. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. He had no pre-existing condition, was very healthy, was in great shape, appeared to be in perfect health. And uh, the last time he was up on the show when we were talking about the bullying and the NFL and everything that was going on, he was telling us how happy he was being a husband to Adrian, how proud he was of his daughter, Rhea. And uh, the the seven week, you know, he was just about to have his baby boy who's now seven weeks old. So our love and prayers go out to them while they cope with this heartbreaking loss. Rashawn Hilson deeply valued education. So his friends have set up a college fund for his two children. It's on GoFundMe, and it's a little bit of a complicated link. We'll be, I'll be tweeting it out. We'll be tweeting it out on at Lisa Evers and at Street underscore Soldiers, and uh, we'll also be putting it on LisaEvers.com there so you can you know find out about that. So we just want to say rest in peace, Rashawn, and we just just another sign that we just shouldn't take anything for granted, like any any moment. But um, anyway, I want to thank all of our guests for this first show of the year for Street Soldiers. Our social, I feel yeah. so empowered. I just yeah. want to I just want to get get my phone, get, get my iPad. Let's get to it. We got Mike Street, thank you so much thank you. Uh, for being with us. Chris Desi, thank you. Tiffany Alicia, the Budgetista, thank you so much. Thank you. Jada Kiss. Listen, getting up this early for a for a hip hop star is a big deal. So we really appreciate the love and support for all the from Jada Kiss and the Locks. Good luck with the Trinity going hot97.com slash battle of the beats and uh vote, pick. vote for love it or leave it alone and uh give that give them your pick and i want to say thank you to my whole crew here at hot 97 got a special guest photographer jamal malcolm in the house so you're gonna be seeing some of those picks out there and i want to thank my outstanding team totally holding me down executive <laughs> producer tone capone our associate producer angelique tyree amber ravenel our production supervisor andrew varis on the boards the one and only tj and uh, check me out on lisaevers.com you can get free podcasts of this show and other shows you can get a link that you can send around to other people twitter at lisa evers at street underscore soldiers I just feel like I really need to go through this whole list now. You guys are watching me. Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. Google Plus, Lisa Evers. Google Plus is fun. And also, too, if you follow me on Google Plus, you'll see I can send multiple pictures while I'm at these scenes of these crazy things that are happening, like the plane that landed on the Deegan Expressway yesterday. And shout to the teenage guide, uh, John Farrick, who took me through Van Cortlandt Park through the pathway. We did climb a few fences and walls. <laughs> I'm serious. It was crazy, but we got the picture. So, so John Farrick, shout out to you. And uh, remember, check me out on the Fox 5 News at 6 and 10 tonight. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. New York City. Turn your radios up. WQHT. Hot 97. Hip-hop and R&B.